Welcome to Faith is the Victory podcast, a ministry outreach of Faith Christian Center in Cairo, Georgia. This is Pastor David Coleman, Sr. Today's devotional is titled, By the Rivers of Water, Psalms 1, verse 2 and 3. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. In this life, we face change constantly. It's been said that the only thing in life that doesn't change is change. As far as the world and the system of the world is concerned, that is a true statement. Things are changing all of the time. Things are changing in society, and the cultural pressures applied from every corner of the globe. And yes, it's true for us as well. We are changing. All we have to do to see change in our life is simply look in the mirror, and we will see it. The changes that aging has brought are written all over our face and with all the wrinkles and gray hairs to boot. But when we consider God and the things of God, there are no changes. God hasn't changed, for he doesn't change. He tells us plainly in Malachi 3.6, I am the Lord, I change not. This tells us that what God was to the people of the Bible, he still is today. What he said and did in the pages of the Bible, he still says and does today. Scripture further tells us in Hebrew 13, 8, that Jesus doesn't change, for it says, Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Knowing this about the Lord stirs in me a desire to get close to him and to fellowship with him on a continual basis. You see, I don't like change. I never have. But I have experienced a lot of change in my life, just as you have. And as I grow older, I like change and the effects it brings even less and less. Every day, life brings with it more change, more adjustments. And as we grow nearer and nearer to the end of the age, society and cultural pressures are demanding change from us to the point where it's telling us that we change our beliefs concerning God and his creation to the point where we mark through and cross out what God said in Genesis 127 about the creation of man and woman. He created them male and female. He created them. Well, the Lord does not move with societal and cultural pressures. He doesn't change, and that's what I love about him. He hasn't changed, and he's not going to change. Now, with that said, that doesn't mean I don't need change within me. No, I do. But the change I need is the change the Lord wants, and it's the change that makes me free from the filth of this world system and the way it thinks and speaks and acts. And so I can begin to think like him by taking his word and allowing it to renew my mind, Romans 12, 2. Our Father God, Jesus our Lord, and the mighty Holy Spirit are today what they were yesterday is recorded in Scripture, and they will be the same tomorrow as they are today. They haven't changed, and they aren't going to. 
When we come to understand the immutability of God, that unchanging quality of God, we begin to understand his character, his nature, his attributes, and how he relates to you and me. God is exactly today what he was in the beginning and throughout all of the scriptures. God's dealing with man haven't changed either. Faith and obedience to his word and his ways were the requirement back in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. He still requires faith and obedience today, Romans 1.5. With this, we must also understand that the requirements that God placed on his people regarding the shedding of blood still holds today. The shedding of blood is the only element that will cleanse sin. Scripture tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no remittance of sin, Hebrews 9.22. So, we may ask, whose blood is required to be shed? The blood of bulls and goats that the old covenant required no longer satisfies. In fact, it never did fully satisfy the righteous requirements of God. Animal blood could never remove sin, even though the animal was pure and spotless. No, it could only cover sin. No man had to die to pay man's debt of sin. Man couldn't pay it, for all mankind is sinful. No man's blood had to be perfect in order to pay sin's debt. That's why the blood of Jesus was needed. Jesus is God-made flesh, John 1, 1 and 14. And he came to this earth to shed his blood so that sin could be forgiven and so that we could have relationship and fellowship again with God, just as Adam did before sin entered the picture. So now all of the Old Covenant, Old Testament requirements found in the Law of Moses no longer apply now that the blood of Jesus has been shed and has now ratified the New Covenant that we now walk in with our Heavenly Father. All of those Old Testament requirements that were practiced were looking forward to the work that Jesus would do on the cross at Calvary. So the sacrificial system now in place is the sacrifice of Jesus, God's Son. He fulfilled all the law, and the payment for sin was made once for all time and for all people, Hebrews chapter 10. And it's available to whosoever will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, John 3.16. And there is no longer any need to draw the blood from bulls and goats. Jesus' blood alone pays the sin debt, and all one must do to be saved is turn to Jesus and believe that he is the one and only Savior who can bring them into right relationship with God. Let's look now at our foundation scripture found in Psalms 1, verse 2 and 3. As we read, we see that we are to avoid walking in the counsel of the ungodly, avoid standing in the way of sinners, meaning we are not to be in sin or sin's company. And we are to also avoid sitting with those who are scornful, the arrogant, the proud, the boastful. We avoid these things as they are not of God, nor are they from God. He has nothing to do with these things. No, our delight, our pleasures, and our longings in life are found in the Word of God. And in God's Word, we meditate day and night. We must understand that the Hebrew word for meditate in Psalms 1 is haga, and it means to moan, 
utter, muse, mutter, and speak. This is a key to understanding the power of God's word in your life. God is telling us to take his word and put it in our mouth, to speak God's word over our lives, to make his words our words. Say exactly what God says. Take Isaiah 26 verse 3 for an example. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. That's what the scripture tells us. Now let's make it our own. Let's say this. Lord, you keep me in perfect peace because I keep my mind stayed on you, because I trust in you, Lord. This scripture alone changed my life and gave me victory when I learned how to speak God's word and make his thoughts my thoughts, how to make his words my words. There will be great strength and courage gained by doing this. It sure was for me. Joshua 1, 8, 9 says the same thing. He told Joshua to keep God's word in his mouth. The same Hebrew word gehaga meaning to speak it, mutter it, utter it out loud, that it will strengthen him and give him courage when he speaks God's words. When we speak God's word, we are releasing God's power, Hebrews 4.12. And God's word and faith in God's word changes situations and circumstances in our lives. We must only believe and then obey. Do it how God tells us to do it, and the result will be that we'll be like that tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. The leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever we doeth shall prosper. Psalms 1-3. Amen. Amen. Friends, I pray that you are strengthened and encouraged by this word today. And I pray that it helps you remain strong in the Lord, strong in the word, and strong in faith. So I'm going to say amen to this good word today. And I'm going to ask you to say amen with me. If you can, say it out loud. Amen. Amen. Friends, before I leave you today, I would like to invite you to visit our Faith Christian Center church website at FCCKRO.com. FCC. C-A-I-R-O dot com. There you will find information about our church and our service times along with links to our church YouTube channel. I would also ask you to consider sharing this podcast with your family and friends and whoever the Lord may lay on your heart as I believe it will bless them just as it has blessed you. Well, thank you for listening today to our Faith is the Victory podcast. Join us again next time as we continue to discover that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. This is Pastor David Coleman, Sr. of Faith Christian Center in Cairo, Georgia.